You're listening to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Matt Gunn, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about visibility in the supply chain. And we'll do so by featuring a conversation between Infor Retail's Guy Cortin and Akshay Madane, an analyst with Kurt Salmon who focuses on the retail, consumer product, and industrial industries. Now, any conversation about visibility ends up being different than the last. And I think what it comes down to is everyone's got a slightly different take on what visibility is. Here's the conversation. Good afternoon, everybody. We're here at Rila, and I am joined here by Akshay Madani. Great to have you here. I know that you guys are going to be put on an interesting piece of research around visibility, around digitization of the supply chain. We're here at Rila, where it's really around supply chain, around visibility, so a very timely topic. So actually, first, why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, and then we'll get into the topic. Perfect. Well, thanks for having me here. My name is Akshay Madani, and I work with Kurt Salman, which is now part of Accenture Strategy. Most of my work is around end-to-end supply chain and helping retailers either improve their supply chains or develop cutting-edge capabilities like omni-channel, speed-to-market, things of that nature. Great. So actually, one of the big things that we've heard a lot about, and I think you and your report touch upon is this whole notion about visibility, right? And it's a topic that is thrown around a lot, whether by vendors, by analysts, by press, by pundits, even by users. But what is visibility to you? So it's simple, really. If if you think about visibility, the way we define it is supply chain visibility is timely access to actionable information from internal and external nodes of your supply chain. And it seems simple, because people have been talking about this for decades. There's two differences, though, today. The first difference is most of the information that you have today is outside your sphere of influence. It's with your vendors, with your 3PLs. The second big difference is speed. So if you listen to the keynote at Rila or you were at any of the breakout sessions, the key theme was speed. Supply chains are expected to make decisions blindingly fast today, right? So having access to information that fast is really important. Think about this for a second. We spoke to about 30 retailers, most of them pretty big companies, about 5 billion in revenue. 41% said they have no confidence in their ability to determine their inventory position. 60% said they cannot predict a shipment that's delayed. 90% said they have no idea what their total cost of ownership is for a vendor. This in a world where we are trying to build speed this in a world we are trying to build a seamless consumer experience. I mean, it's just amazing. It's like trying to drive a car at 150 miles an hour on a dark road with no headlights. Right, right. And no windows. And no windows. <laughs> so you need visibility. And again, visibility is timely access to actionable information. I like that. So let's dive in a little bit deeper on that. So where or how should supply chains address this? Like, Where can they uncover this timeliness, this speed, if you will? So you have to start with what is the goal. The goal is not visibility. Visibility is means. The goal is getting to an organizational objective like speed to market or omni-channel. And across all of these business capabilities, there's two or three fundamental things that are really important from a visibility standpoint. One is inventory. Yep. You need to know how much inventory you have, not just in your store, but in your back room, on the water on the ship, with the vendor. Not only finished goods, but also raw materials. What is being made in the factory today? Is there a chance of something getting delayed? 
So having that one seamless view of inventory is critical. So I think that's one of the goals that every organization who goes after visibility should have. The second is product flow. So if you think about product flow, it's not only thinking about where your shipment is, but being able to understand what is the dynamic ETA of the system. Did my container get delayed at customs? How much delay is it? Can I offload my container at a port versus my DC, break bulk, and ship part of the quantity to the East Coast where the demand is high today? Not only that, how is my product flowing through my vendor's factories? Is there a problem with WIP? Is some shipment going to get delayed? And being able to predict that. So product flow. So first one is inventory. Second is product flow. Third, that very few people focus on is what we call exception-based reporting. And here's why. As soon as you start putting in new systems, think about an ERP, a CRM, a visibility solution, whatever it might be. Your employees are going to get inundated with information. They're going to come to you and say, hey, we just invested $5 million in this fancy system. I can barely go through my emails in a day. <laughs> right. There's no way I'm going to be able to go through this 95 different reports you threw my way. So exception-based reporting is your visibility solution should be able to give you reports that you need and not all the information. Right? They should be able to give you reports not only with information, but with potential decisions. So context, if you will. So yes. understanding almost it's sort of the flipping it on its side, saying it's really being able to ask the right questions of the information you have right. to give you what you're looking for. So I don't need to know, for example, I don't need to know every time my shipment is arriving. Right. I just need to know when a shipment is about to get delayed. Correct. That's exception-based. Gotcha. So when we talk a little bit about this, I mean, obviously this entails a lot of things around technology, around process, around people. You know, sort of the old $10 million question, right? What is the most important part of sort of that? Is it technology? Is it process of people? Is it a combination of three? Is there sort of a, a hierarchy or is there no hierarchy? I mean, how have you guys seen that? Always. Most important is people. Always. There's no argument with that. Here's what we have seen. Many companies fail at visibility. And the reason is the conversation starts either with logistics or it starts with the CIO. The key to having a successful visibility program is to have executive sponsorship. So the conversation has to start with the board, with the CEO, with the CFO. That's critical. That's step one. Step two is understanding what you really want from supply chain visibility. So starting almost at the end goal and working backwards. Right. Gotcha. Do you want to do DC bypass, for example? Or do you want to improve your PO to in-store delete time by two weeks? Have that ready because otherwise you're going to get a nice solution for the wrong problem. So understanding what you want from visibility is important. Having alignment from all functions is critical because this solution is something that impacts merchants, planners, logistics, supply chain, stores, everyone. If all of them don't agree on the end goal for the solution, it'll fail. And then they'll blame the software Great. for that so it's, problem. It is really around the people first and foremost. It is in the people. Gotcha. The fourth is then thinking about the processes that get impacted. Now, let me give you an example. If your PO adjustment process workflow takes three days today and you don't adjust it after you put in a visibility solution, you might get the information in 30 seconds, yep. but it's still going to take you three days to make a decision. Right, right, right. So you need to change the process first. Gotcha. And then the last piece is technology. You select a solution that fits your needs, 
there's many solutions available out there. What people forget when selecting a solution is they just looked at their own company. They don't look at others. And as I said right at the beginning, 80% of the information is not within your company. Right. So when you think about a solution, you need to think about what solution are my vendors using? What solution are my 3PLs using? How easily can they hook onto that solution so that I can start getting that information to me? I mean, you can buy a Ferrari, but if no one is feeding it with fuel... Right, or if you put snow tires on it and you're driving on a bad road, exactly. it's not taking it advantage of it. help. Right, so the last piece is technology. So let's talk a bit more about... When we talk about retail, I mean, we're here at a retail event. We're looking at supply chain issues. I mean, when it comes to visibility, when it comes to some of the things you're talking about, what are the the retail issues that can be addressed today? Like, what are the big retail sort of burning platforms that this, if you can get closer to visibility, can maybe not be solved, but at least be addressed, be improved upon? Let me go by function. Let's talk about merchandising and planning. So merchants today are trying to segment their calendars. They are trying to build different roads to the store based on product. So, for example, a fast fashion shirt might need to be in store in three weeks, right? They're trying to put in something what they call is read and react or test and scale, where they are going to read the market in the season and change their store allocation accordingly. Without visibility to inventory, without visibility to vendor capacity, without visibility to how your raw materials are, where they are, this is not possible. What will end up happening is you're going to buy a bunch of inventory and mark it down. So building speed to market is a critical retail problem that visibility can help address, right? That's one. Let's shift and talk about sourcing. Over the past few years, the commodities have been very favorable to sourcing and costs have been going down. That's about to change. There's a new administration there. There are certain things that are changing. So sourcing needs a view of how their vendors are performing, what capabilities do the vendor have, and a better way to collaborate with the vendors to drive down cost, to improve portability. So say something happens in Mexico tomorrow, the vendors need to shift production to another country. To do that, sourcing needs visibility to the vendor's capabilities. Logistics also, transportation, Same all those thing. things. Yep. So we talked about merchandising, building speed to market. We talked about sourcing, being able to serve the merchants and the stores at the lowest cost and the highest quality, highest speed feasible. Logistics... Let's say you are the logistics director of a retailer. You need to know what is the market paying for freight? Just an example. What are the benchmarks? What did people pay last year? What are they paying this year? What should I negotiate with my 3PLs? Again, visibility can step in and help. Understanding the true cost, the true opportunities, if you exactly, will. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So there's a bunch of, bunch of issues that visibility can help resolve. And if you think about supply chain visibility, it's both consumer-facing and it's inward-facing or backward or vendor-facing, right? You think about things like seamless experience in a store. You think about in-store beacon technologies that change or curate a consumer's prices or basket based on their shopping patterns. Right. All of that is tied into visibility. Absolutely. Actually, one more question, and I think this is one that I think a lot of people are always wondering, right, is when we think about, we talked a little bit about people process, you touched upon technology, Obviously, at the end of the day, we're here. We're all a bunch of technology vendors. Users are always looking at some point to engage in us to make a technology selection or use it. How do you measure that technology? How do you measure the success of that technology once you've implemented it or once you start using it? 
Okay, that's a million-dollar question. Yeah, it is. It is. People have been trying that for 50 years. Well, hey, I'm giving you the last one, the best one for last, right? Right. So it starts where I said before, you first establish a goal for the technology and make those goals very specific. So the goals cannot be improve inventory visibility. The goal should be, I need to know my inventory position across the network in a day versus three days. That's a goal, right? Then once you put in the technology, you measure yourself against that goal. Did you get it or not? And you flip that and say, what is that getting me? Because of that decision, because of having the inventory position two days early. What else can I do with it? Am I able to make better available to promise decisions? Am I able to reduce my markdowns? And once you establish a benchmark, it's not easy, but it is something that can be done. What I would say is don't go for perfection. You can never be perfect, right? It's not going to be the nth degree of accuracy on your business case for technology. All you need to know is here's five people. Here's what they wanted. Did they get it or not after we put in the technology? But what you're saying, too, is you need to have, in terms of your goals, be as precise as you can. Very so you precise. Can measure yes. based on If you that. have the value levers laid out, so it could be anything. It could be, I want to reduce my markdowns by 5%. I need to improve my turn by 0.5. Yep. I need to improve my lead time from PO to in-store by two weeks. And then you just measure against that. And if you take that to a board or a CEO and say, you know what? We can dollarize some of this. We cannot dollarize the rest. Everything, right. They will get it. But you have to have that precision. It's better to have good logic that is not quantitative than bad logic and fake numbers. Right. So, <laughs> right. right. I like that. So on that note, Ashley, I appreciate you taking the time. We're again here at Rila in Orlando. This has been a very informative podcast for us. We appreciate it. And again, look for the report to come out in the next few yes. weeks that looks at digital and digitization and visibility in the supply visibility, chain. Yep. Uh, and again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Guy. Thanks for listening to Supply Chain Radio. My name is Matt Gunn. Please look for us on iTunes or your favorite podcast network. <laughs> <laughs>